0: Welcome back to It Takes a Village, the podcast from the Village Prep School in Belsize Park, Northwest London. This is the podcast to let you find out more about the school by hearing from staff, pupils, parents, and others in the school community. And today it's time for the Harvest Festival. So in this episode, we're speaking to the Deputy Head, Cora Riley Bolsom, and some of the girls in school. We're going to find out what the harvest festival is all about the motivation behind it and how it's organized as well as how the girls put assemblies together that are topical and inspired by what's happening in the news also we look at how the festival leads to donations to the local food bank all good stuff now we have something extra special for you right at the end of this episode so stick around to find out what that might be but in the meantime let's step into the start of it to find out more about harvest time at the village prep
1: well, today I am delightfully joined by a bunch of girls from the Village Prep and also Mrs. Riley Bolson. So I think you've just been celebrating Harvest Festival, which would obviously make sense at this time of year. So it would be lovely to hear what was the motivation for the Harvest Festival this year.
2: So we invite our whole parent community to celebrate Harvest Festival with us at the Village Prep. And The girls like to put together an assembly that reflects something that's happening in society. So last year we took an eco-theme with pollution. Is it sea pollution? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And this year, prompted by the news stories of the grain crisis uh, in Ukraine, we looked at our school harvest to him, and the first line is we plough the fields and scatter. And what did we choose to do with that, girls? It's
3: We chose to think about
2: the people that scatter. People that scatter, yeah. Well, what two types of scattering of people did we look at, Audrey? We looked at refugees
3: and migrants.
1: Brilliant. I mean, it's an interesting, thank you for sharing that, because actually I think that makes it sort of so much more real, doesn't it, when you think about scattering. So which sort of refugees and um, immigrants did you begin to study?
2: Well, in our third form class, we looked at individuals. So I might hand over to Suki and Maddie to explain that a bit more. Okay, so we
3: did refugees or migrants who came to England and became very successful here and famous, like Freddie Mercury, Dua Lipa,
2: Judith Carr, and Malala, and Michael Marks, and Mo Farrell.
1: Wow, so very wide range. And girls, had you heard of all of these people beforehand? And what were the things that surprised you when you discovered some of the stories of different migrants to? England.
3: So I was researching Ray Farah, and I was, I was quite shocked because his story is very sad. Because he was taken to England, he was trafficked, and and did that hold him back? No, he then became very successful as a runner.
2: Um, Maddie, were there any particular stories that stood out for you? Was there anything that surprised you in the people we looked at?
3: I was surprised by Freddie Mercury. He became a singer. And I found it very interesting.
2: That's good. And anyone else, the people that we spoke about? Do you remember any of the other characters that came um, up in a
3: second? Um, like she, was, she stood up a lot for um, education for um, women and girls. And it's quite surprising that she actually was a refugee.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then Upper Two, you took a different route, didn't you? Yeah. Your your topic was inspired by something that you've been reading. So do you, t- Lily and Audrey, do you want to talk about that?
3: We were inspired by two books about refugees. Yeah, before the back of the class and playing the the butterfly. And we made two butterflies, like uh, pictures, one for dark, for when they, when they were going sad. through bad times and one that was nice and bright and colourful for when they were... Re- when they were happy, when they were found.
1: Wow, what an impressive thing to do. And what did you love about those books? What did you enjoy about reading them?
3: In The Boy at the Back of the Class, it showed friendship in a way like no other, because even when they didn't know what was wrong, well, not even wrong, but why he wouldn't speak and why the boy wouldn't come out at breaks for a while, they still wanted to be friends with him. They still wanted to help him as much as they could. And with saving the butterfly, it was, for me, very sweet with the boy, even though he knew that uh, the girl had gone through a lot as being a refugee, he still was determined to make sure to push her out, out of her bubble and to bring her outside and actually start having fun
1: gosh i mean for any parents listening i'm sure they're probably going to reach and go and buy those two books because they sound like they've got an incredible story to tell and actually something for us to learn as well so there you were talking about ploughing fields and scattering. <laughs> and so what, what else was sort of motivated other things that have happened in the school, Miss Riley Boson?
2: So um, in the middle school, they took an international approach and in the lower school. Um, I'm going to let Elisa and Victoria talk about those a little bit more because you you put together various parts of the assembly in the middle school, didn't you? Yeah,
3: we have done Ghana, the Yam Ghan Festival in Ghana. And um we have did a song um of raindrops are falling on my head and we did a dance to it for celebrating the Yam festival.
2: And Victoria, did you do another international festival?
3: Oh yeah, and we were also talking about other festivals, like the moon festival, which is um, like an international festival for Chinese people. So me and my mum celebrate it.
1: And so how did you connect the Moon Festival and these festivals in Ghana? Why does that connect with Harvest Festival? What themes overlap? The
3: themes are like, well, they're all crops and it's it's all celebrating the crops and lots of things. Like
2: that. Yeah, we have such an international community at school. If we went around this circle of people here where the children are from or their parents are from, represent the whole world so bringing families own celebrations into our harvest festival connects us all a little bit more with celebrating this season where we gather what we've grown and look after it to get us through the cold dark winter months and whether that's hope or whether that's physically food but something that's very important to us is the actual donations of food which went to the local food bank in camden and our parent community were hugely generous. How many, how many baskets and tins and food and things do you think we gathered?
3: Um, something <laughs> in the thousands, think,
2: maybe. <laughs> we definitely filled that's at heavy. least two lunch tables, plus the seats of the tables, with bags and bags of food to donate to people within our community. So that's an important element of our harvest festival.
3: There are a lot in one
1: tin,
2: <laughs> yeah. and
1: they're very heavy.
2: <laughs> they were very heavy. Did you have to carry them? Yes, yes, we help teachers.
1: Carefully. Good girls. I mean, it's a good reminder, isn't it, for us people you know who live in London and those people perhaps listening or who live in urban settings when we think about Harvest Festival, that Harvest it means many different things and it is about gathering and being thankful for what we have. So, why did you choose a Food Bank? What what is it about that charity you thought this is actually the right thing for us to support our people in our community?
2: I think our Harvest Festival this year has been topical, has been inspired by what's happening in the news and the headlines that girls are asking questions about at school every day. And there's obviously a cost of living crisis that's in the headlines every day. And we just wanted to address the needs within our immediate community where we can and as a school, we often try to help smaller charities where our contribution will make an immediate difference to people within our Camden community, because it impacts every one of us. Um, we work together, we live together, we, we, you know, we live side by side. So it's just important to be aware of what's happening in our immediate environment so it doesn't feel too removed. Do you guys have any opinions on that? Yeah,
3: because everyone's suffering from cost living crisis, so... Uh, a little donation to make a huge difference to people who need food right now or need homes to live in right now mm-hmm ever since the Cost of Living Crest started and before
1: then. And that's a good reminder, isn't it, that actually we can all play our part. We can all do one thing, whether it's welcoming somebody who's new, whether it's supporting somebody who needs a bit of help. So you obviously had this incredible Harvest Festival and you've done a huge amount of research, everyone, uh, before you even got to having the event. So how did you convey it? What actually happened for your event? What did it look like? What did it sound like? What did it feel like?
2: Maddy, could you talk a little bit about... How uh, how do we organise the harvest festival assembly?
3: So um, we bring in different foods to donate to the people who who need them and don't and um, people who can't afford them. So mm-hmm.
2: and um, what about the performances for the parents? Who went first? Do you remember the order of events? Was it just the big girls who performed? No, in no. the
3: younger years also did a performance. Mm-hmm. They did a song. They also danced a bit as well.
2: That's right. So, even our reception class, our preppers, and they performed in the lower school choir and pre prep. And what did um, Lower One do while you One girls? They
3: did uh, deforestation in the rainforest and a poem called The Orangutan in My Bedroom.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure anyone wants an orangutan in their bedroom, do you?
2: <laughs> well, that's because his uh, rainforest was being cut down, so he needed a new home. Oh. <gasps> Oh, my goodness. Message from our year one children. And they also
3: did a song with the preppers.
2: That their lower school their choir. triangles. Yeah. So we try to bring in all elements of our, what we're learning across subjects so that every class puts together a performance to inform and delight. I think you could say your parents were delighted. And Miss White wrote a song for the upper school choir to sing. Middle school choir, what did you sing?
1: We call it Harvest
2: Samba. It's my favourite Harvest Festival song. <laughs> is
1: it? Oh, hopefully you can hear it at some point. Well, I'm going mean, to say that sounds like a sort of like a cornucopia of amazing, just um wonderful storytelling. So it would be lovely, girls, to go round if you want to say. As an audience member, when you were watching other year groups, which part did you find the most powerful and why? So maybe think of one element that you sort of took away from it. You might need a second to think. We could always start with you, Mrs. O'Reilly Bolson, what oh. you thought, what did you find most powerful and why?
2: I was incredibly moved by the song that the upper school Choir sang um, about welcoming refugees and finding Hope in Your Darkest Moments, particularly because Lily's mum was a refugee from
3: Lebanon and she went to Syria then to Saudi Arabia.
2: And she came in and spoke to the girls about her experiences in advance of the assembly and to have a first-hand understanding of what that experience is for somebody within our immediate community was uh, incredibly moving, I think. But also one of the most powerful things your mummy said to us all, is you can have money, you can have wealth, you can have houses, you can have cars. They can take all of those things away from you when you're in a crisis, but they can never take away your education. And because she had an education, she was able to move and continue studying. She never lost what she'd learned and make a success of her own life. And that's what's so important to her for you as well, isn't it? So that whole combination of things actually moved me to tears when they started singing. <laughs> I'm sopping.
1: I'm glad that we're gonna be able to hear the Harvest Festival song. So thank you for sharing that. Has anyone else got something that they took away that they that moved them or that they thought wow?
3: I found the third form the third form reenactment in a way really powerful because they really showed you pretty much the lives of the people they acted out, such as
2: Malala, Freddie Mercury, Farah. Mo- Michael, Michael Marks, Marks of Marks and Spencer's, yeah.
3: And Judith Kerr, who all in some way either migrated or became a refugee or, as Suki said, far was taken as a slave. <laughs> yeah, And
1: that was really, really interesting. Oh, thank you for sharing that.
3: What me and Lisa also liked the platform is yeah. that acting really, really showed how they lying. reacted when they moved. Yeah, and it was really live. Like, lively, and it was like it was like watching an actual scene of um, the people.
1: Gosh, it really made you feel, did it, like their experiences and something for you to go away and to think about further.
3: Uh, I also liked the third form because they really conveyed the message on how it's so sad to be a migrant or a refugee. And I was also very impressed by Michael Marks because he actually made the most British. Brand here, Marks and Spencers. (laughs) We actually, my my mom has actually a lot of her clothes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she'll be delighted to hear that when she listens to this podcast. Well, it's so true, and that is very good point to make, isn't it? There, Michael Marks moving to this country, and as you say, the quintessential British brand, Marks and Spencers. Um, Did anyone else like any of the other um, year groups? Some of the other things they'd like to talk about that they found powerful. So
3: I really enjoyed the upper two performance and it was about it was writing letters to refugees that would be joining their class and it it was really powerful and nice because they would have been really kind to the refugee and they were just trying to make it as lovely
1: as possible for that person. Gosh, what an great thing to do, to write letters, which is, what, which is a really inviting way. And the preppers, what did they do at the assembly? How were they impressive?
3: I really enjoyed their performance because it was about the different vegetables. Um, and I thought it was really, they were very enthusiastic and they were very brave
1: and they just gave it their all. So what did they do to t- tell you about different vegetables?
2: Well, they had a lot of actions going on. They sang a song, didn't they? Yeah, they sang that song. And had lots of actions to go with the chopping of different vegetables. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. <laughs> and, so they actually they actually brought it back to what, you know, some of the old part about Harvest Festival, about gathering.
2: Yeah, exactly. And um, they just obviously worked really hard to learn all of it off by heart and work together as a group. They showed real collaboration and determination. Um, and they put a smile on everybody's face. It's a
1: lovely way to open the assembly. And it's impressive at that age as well, isn't it, to be performing?
3: I also sang a song with the lower one's I think, and the preppers and the upper one's So I think it's kind of more brave. It was also brave for them to perform with the older girls because they only were performed by themselves with their class. and so might feel a little bit less as comfortable yeah. performing with all the older
2: how does it feel when you stand at the front and you're looking out at the seating the tiered seating absolutely packed full of grown-ups and you're on the stage with just a few friends around you in a performance how does that make you feel when you stand there very nervous <laughs> <laughs> and they did that at the age of three yeah so we're very proud of them three four yes okay. yeah great
1: great well thank you for sharing that so, obviously, everyone came to watch your performance or your parents, um, and I'm sure you probably had a good chat with them about what they thought. But how do you actually feel like, you know, as empathetic girls yourself, how do you feel people, what do they feel watching your performance? Well, I
3: think they might have felt a bit happy. And, well, it seems that they might have been a bit, like, joyful. And, well, for the parents, maybe a bit proud. They were also. In a way, shocked and sad for those people. But I know, especially when we sung the upper school fire song, there wasn't a dry eye <laughs> in the hall.
2: Everybody was crying. The intention wasn't to upset everybody, however, <laughs> with our Harvest Fest. No. Celebration. <laughs> Celebration being the yeah. really important word here.
1: Goodness me, it just feels like, doesn't it, that actually you're living and you're embodying all these things that you've talked about. And I think that's probably why everyone was so moved. Um, and the fact that you actually believe all the things that you're talking about. So I know that you have um, assemblies regularly, don't you, at school, at the village, perhaps school. So what are they like? Do anyone want to tell me a little bit about something that what actually happens in assembly because it'd be lovely for people listening to hear a little bit more about it anyone can speak does it want to be suki lily else day, we
3: have a cultural assembly which is when the girls can either do a piece of music or a poem or a dance or a song or hula hooping one of our youngest girls Two of youngest girls. Well, two of our youngest girls <laughs> came up on stage and did hula hooping for quite a while. They were really good at it. Uh, one of the groupers, now a proper Maya, she did, I think, for like two minutes straight. And no she sense. was wow. she was three. She's <laughs> one of the youngest. <laughs> she was the youngest.
2: She wasn't shy either, was she?
1: No, oh, she, she was isn't.
3: She yeah. beat her older sister.
1: Oh, and how how does that how does how's that connected hula hooping to a cultural assembly? What was she demonstrating apart from her fantastic ability for uh, wiggling her hips? I suppose
3: I think cultural assembly is for me more of just an assembly where the kids can take charge. So the rest of the week the adults can talk, but on Friday it's our turn to shine.
2: It is your shine, and it's to showcase your talents. Yeah. And for Maya, at the age of three. That was a really impressive talent that she showcased every break time yeah so we thought let's bring that into let's bring that into the assembly
3: on Mondays we have the celebration assembly and um the adults well it's to celebrate how we've like either it's some it's usually to celebrate our stars of the week which With our five learning dispositions.
2: Can you remember your learning dispositions? Round the five of (laughs) you,
3: quick. Uh, Reflection, Um, perseverance, and resilience. Independence curiosity collaboration well done
1: hey good work well done good to know that actually goes deeper than just in the celebration assembly so celebration assembly i mean i love that idea and um and the fact you celebrate the stars of the week do you celebrate anything else and how does it make you feel when you walk out of that celebration suki did you want to say
3: if someone has won an award or had an achievement out of school we also bring those in and celebrate those in assembly. But it's not only our schools, we have clubs inside school and like karate, so we can celebrate their red belts, the yellow belts, and maybe their
2: black belts if they mm-hmm. were really good. And we'll present the certificate in assembly and yeah. give them a round of applause and, oh, and congratulations. Oh, and birthdays.
1: Oh, so there's everything. Well, this is a wonderful way of actually celebrating, isn't it, the life of every single person and in, in your community and making sure that you all feel connected. Well, it's been so um exciting to hear from you today. And I'm so delighted that all of that you're doing and all that you looked into for Harvest Festival has actually gone so deeply. Um and that for all of you, that's something you're gonna take away as you think about welcoming others. So has anyone else got anything else they'd like to share before we say goodbye today?
3: celebration mondays we also like celebrate like passes for exams and like for music exams and other stuff as mm-hmm. well not just um stars of the weekend we also celebrate uh pen licenses which is when if we've got really really neat handwriting we might get a pen license enabling us to write in fountain pen and if you get a bronze in some lessons so, but in all the lessons except maths and gold, you can just write really, really, really
2: well in fountain pen. When do we learn about what's happening in the world around us, maybe?
3: Oh, Most assemblies, we just discuss what's happening.
2: So, um, Tuesdays, for example.
3: Like, broadcasting and what is happening in the news.
2: And current really affairs.
3: Important things that are happening
2: in the news. So, what's this week's theme for us to think about and reflect upon? Do you remember? Uh,
3: it, I think it's curiosity, and we'd also been set a challenge to do with inspiring people that really inspired us. And I think we were going to present it in the assembly on Friday. And one more thing to add about my mom's story <laughs> is that, to make sure that my aunt does not get mad that when she hears this, is that she was she and my other aunt and my grandma were also involved in the story. Yes, it wasn't
1: your mummy on her own, was it? It was her yeah. sister's. And
3: the war actually lasted longer than World War II. So it lasted 15 years.
1: Yeah, and that's a good thing for us to remember, isn't it? Because we often hear about World War One and World War II, but some of the other things that are taking place still continue. And there are a lot of people still living in conflict today, aren't there? Well, thank you so much, um, girls. It's been a real pleasure to hear from you. And I love the enthusiasm. I know that people listening today will be just like, Wow, I want to be in that assembly. I want to come and see and find out more about education. I want to find out more about refugees and also just to be moved as well and to think about how we can go and act differently. So, thank you for being willing to speak today. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time.
0: (laughs) And now, a special extra for you with a Harvest Festival song performance. beautiful is that. Thank you to everyone involved in this podcast recording. It's great to hear it all come together. But that's it for this episode. Our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.